We've all heard of women's intuition, right? Well, men have intuition as well. Intuition is so important when it comes to feeding ourselves and our families in our challenging food environment. This podcast explores a variety of topics related to a powerful, evidence-based eating framework called intuitive eating that integrates instinct, emotion, and rational thought. My hope is that it will help you finally break free of the perpetual diet cycle. This is the Men's Intuition Podcast. You know, some of the most common questions that come up when someone decides to move away from dieting and begins exploring the principles of intuitive eating are related to the scale. Uh, Should I weigh myself? If so, how often? If not, well, then how am I supposed to know if I'm unintentionally gaining or losing weight, right? I'm Jeff Ash, certified nutritionist, personal trainer, and intuitive eating coach, and I just want to thank you for joining me for another episode of the Men's Intuition Podcast, where we'll be diving a bit deeper into this topic today. You know, it makes a lot of sense because the scale plays such an important role when dieting and intentionally trying to lose or maybe even gain weight. People will often say that you shouldn't rely on the scale alone, but you should also use progress photos and how your clothes fit. Take Take tape measurements and look at yourself in a mirror and see the difference, right? You know, all, all kinds of different ways of, uh, of assessing your weight loss progress. In reality, though, we still have this tendency to put that number on the scale up at the top. That's the, the priority. That's kind of the gold standard that we, we use, whether we want to admit it or not, when we start to look at progress and, and grade our success in, in a particular weight loss endeavor, right? Now, how many people after dieting for a period of time only talk about the number of inches they lost or how their clothes fit better? You know, they might mention those things, they might include those in their conversations, but they always, without exception, point out the amount of weight that they lost, right? Well, one of the reasons that reject the diet mentality is the first principle of intuitive eating, even though we don't necessarily follow the principles in any particular order, It's that it's this mentality that tends to interfere with developing the other principles. So if we still have this mentality, this diet mentality in place, it causes a disruption as we're trying to work through these other principles. The the scale is a huge part of dieting, and that's the case whether you're doing a crash diet or, you know, kind of the trendy term these days, that kind of lifestyle medicine or lifestyle change, right? It, It still hangs around as that final arbiter that determines whether we're successful or not. All right, so what should we do with the scale then? Well, let's let's start off with the frequency of weighing and then we'll wrap up with the question, (laughs) should I weigh myself? All right, so let's assume we're not going to completely throw away the scale, even though I I do kind of think this is the the best option for a lot of people and and I definitely recommend it with most of the my one-to-one clients that I'm working with. Uh, How often should we weigh? Well, I would not get on every day and absolutely not multiple multiple times a day. Um, this is a really a recipe for developing a, obsessive tendencies with the scale and a hyperfixation on the size of your body. It just doesn't help when you're constantly getting on and reminding yourself that maybe your body hasn't changed in a few days or a few weeks or a few months or that it has, but it's gone in the direction that you th- you view as a negative. You know, some people can legitimately just use the number as kind of a benign data point. Um, however, even when people tell themselves this is the case in reality, uh, it's pretty rare that it truly has no emotional impact. And I honestly can't say I, yeah, I, I know people who have said this, and I've told myself this too, whether that I was, it's just a data point, just a data point. But in reality, 
as soon as you jump on that scale, thoughts pop in your head and, and you start thinking about what you had the night before or what you're going to eat over the course of the day. And it, whether, regardless of how subtle it might be or dramatic that it might be the impact, you know, um, it, it really does tend to have some kind of an emotional impact, emotional response to that number that we see on the scale. I would also highly recommend that you not weigh after an event where you know from past experience that the scale will likely show a higher number. Uh, e even if you've told yourself, I know it's not an accurate reflection or, oh, I, I'm just curious, <laughs> um, it still screws with your mind. And even if you tell yourself that the five pound increase is just an extra bit of food and maybe fluid retention from higher sodium or higher carb content or whatever the you know, whatever it is that we use to explain uh, the changes in the scale, uh, it still tends to bring up negative thoughts and emotions about our bodies. And, and we just can't seem to get away from that. So in general, it's best to just avoid weighing, especially after those those events where you know that the scale is not going to um, probably not going to bring joy in the response when you step on that scale. Uh, maybe just at doctor visits. Maybe that's a, a good time, right? Um, that may be a good choice for some people. So if if you are going to to weigh or be weighed at times, that might be a good option to where you're not weighing yourself at home and constantly reminding yourself of uh, that your body's not where you where your ideal image of it is or or where society says it should be. But going ahead and letting the doctor do that just so they can monitor trends in, in changes, because there are times when when these trends and changes in our body weight are indicative that there may be some kind of an underlying problem. So it's not necessarily a bad idea to have that information available. But uh, but even then, you know, even if if you do get weighed at the doctor's office, you may choose to. Well, you may choose to completely opt out if there's no medical reason for knowing your weight, like, for example, meta medication dosages or something like that. Those are times when a doctor may actually need your your weight so that they can properly dose medications. But that's pretty unusual that they that they truly need it. Um, usually they use it as a way of um, classifying your body size based on BMI. And then they will often use that to offer recommendations on how you should manage your your health. And it's often very generic. Oh, if your BMI is above a certain number, then you should probably lose weight to get it below a number. And they will often give you some very generic advice. Oh, try keto, go low carb. Sometimes they'll hand out a uh, a quick fact sheet of healthy foods and you know, move more and eat less and these kinds of things that are just not helpful, especially if somebody is struggling with their relationship with food. So it can actually be kind of damaging in that case. And so uh, I, I often recommend that if you do get weighed, that you, if you don't want the doctor to be discussing your body weight with you, uh, that you let them know that. Uh, can excessive body fat be a contributing factor in certain medical conditions? Well, absolutely. Uh, but not necessarily. There are plenty of people in larger bodies who don't have cholesterol issues or diabetes or prediabetes or sleep apnea or cardiovascular disease or joint problems or you know any other host of issues often blindly attributed to the size of a person's body. And there are thin people who have these same medical issues. 
take me, for example, um, I'm in a smaller body and kind of always have been. There have been times when I've been a little larger and, and a little smaller and that kind of thing. But in general, I kind of hover around the same range. And, and I have borderline high cholesterol. And that's because of genetics. My dad did. My grandma did. My grandpa did. Um, and I also have sleep apnea. So I have, I have these conditions that we often attribute to people in larger bodies, but yet I'm not in a larger body, and yet I still have these conditions. So it's important that we understand that maybe our, our body size can increase risk of developing certain conditions. I wouldn't deny that. Uh, but at the same time, we can't automatically assume that because a person's body, because your body may be larger than what the the uh, medical establishment through the BMI number has deemed as, quote, healthy or, quote, normal, that you're automatically going to be developing a host of health problems. You may not. And so it's important that we understand that. And that and the reason that that's so important is because we know, and I've talked about this in past episodes, that intentional attempts at, at weight loss, uh, that these tend to work in the short term but not long term and it and it results in this yo-yo dieting that not only is not only is it not beneficial for our bodies physiologically but it's also very detrimental to our emotional health our psychological health and and basically our overall health and well-being as as a human being so my point is that this number in and of itself is not particularly informative and let's be honest, does your doctor need to enlighten you that your body is bigger than what society deems ideal? I, I mean, if you're in a larger body, you don't need anyone else to make you aware of this. I, I, I'm sure that it's been pretty made pretty clear to you, right? Whether it's from seeing images or hearing comments, uh, people may have made direct comments to you, or you hear people comment about other people who have bodies similar to yours, and you don't need a doctor to say, hey, guess what? Your body size and and go into the details of that, right? So uh, if that number has a negative impact on your emotional state or health, you know, you can still be weighed, but ask them not to share the number with you too. That's another option. Uh, or definitely talk to your your doctor um, and, and ask them not to discuss your weight with you, especially if it's something that comes up every time you go in. You go in for allergies, you go in for the flu, and then they bring up your weight again. And tell you, oh, you you really need to be trying to lose some weight here, and, and you went in for something completely unrelated, and yet they keep bringing it up. And I would highly recommend maybe even looking and seeking out a, a doctor who is going to align better with your values. But if you don't, if you choose that doctor for whatever reason you think they're uh, a, a good doctor for you, you might bring that up and say, hey, let's not talk about my body weight anymore. Let's address um, any health concerns that I bring up. And and then we'll we'll kind of go from there. And, you know, you'd certainly be welcome to say if you have any insight on a particular condition that may develop in the future. And if you feel like body size may play a role in that, I'm OK to discuss that. But anything else, please don't even bring it up to me. Uh, that would be another option. Again, you could we're all autonomous human beings and we can decide for ourselves what we want to discuss and what we don't want to discuss, especially when it comes to the size and shape of our, our body. So, you know, give the doctor what they need to know, but let them uh, uh, keep it to themselves in this case. So this would be a way of, of being weighed at the doctor's office without 
making, uh, you know, without saying that you're not going to be weighed, let them write down the number, but not tell you what it is. And, and that can, that can be helpful for a lot of people. So you may be thinking, if I don't weigh regularly, then, well, how am I supposed to know if I'm unintentionally gaining uh, or losing weight? So this would be unintentionally gaining weight. Well, that's where we kind of go back to rejecting the diet mentality again. So the question would be then, what if you do unintentionally gain weight? Are, are you going to go back to dieting? Uh, are you going to start restricting again? What are you going to do about it? So what if that number on the scale does say that you've gained a few pounds or a lot of pounds? What are you going to do about it? This is where curiosity becomes so very important, you know, when we're thinking about this issue. So it's when we ask ourselves these questions, like you may say, I've rejected dieting. I'm never going to diet again. But yet you get on the scale and what's that going to do? So the scale may push you back toward dieting or it may just make you feel bad. And it may make you feel uh, like hopeless in a sense, because you're like, I gave up dieting and the scale is, has gone up and I, there's nothing I can do about it. So, you know, you can see how that can that can really cause people to kind of spiral downward in, in the way that they're thinking. And if you're struggling with things like emotional eating, that can just exacerbate that issue. So just some things to think about there. So. We'll wrap this up here with this final question. So should I weigh myself? Well, get curious. Uh, ask yourself why you feel the need to weigh yourself. And as I said, I gave you some examples of questions to ask yourself too. What are you going to do about it if, if you don't like the number? Uh, and don't take, oh, I'm just curious as a, as a quick answer. Dig deeper. It's probably not because you're just curious. Um, I mean, deep down, there's something that drives you to feel the need to know that number. And so get curious about what it is that's driving that, that desire to where you feel like you need to know that number. Uh, how do you feel before you step on the scale? This would be another great question to think about. You feel anxious, nervous, neutral. So as you're thinking about whether or not you should weigh yourself, how do you feel about that number? Uh, how do you feel after seeing the number and stepping off the scale too? Do you feel upset or sad or like you failed, uh, maybe excited if it's lower than last time or lower than expected, you know, that, that might seem on the surface as a positive, Hey, I'm excited about it, but you're, you're allowing this machine and a number to dictate how you feel about your body, how you feel about yourself. Often people will, will carry it over into how they feel their, their self-worth, how they feel about themselves as a, as a parent, as a spouse, as a worker. Um, all kinds of things can come into the equation when we start to allow a number to dictate how we feel about ourselves and and how we start our day off, you know, the, the mood that we're going to be in. So the big question really is, what are you going to do with that number? Again, going back to that question I asked a moment ago, are you going to return to dieting, uh, restrict yourself for the rest of the day if it went up? indulge more that day if it went down dwell on it throughout the day tell yourself you know just screw it i might as well not even try anymore you know none of these options are healthy when we consider all of those facets of your health so i've talked about this in the past it's not just about our physical health that we have physical emotional psychological social intellectual economic all these different facets of our health and it's important that we're nurturing and taking care of each one of those 
and no one is more important than the other. We, we need to nurture all of them if we want to be a, a, as healthy as, as possible as a, as a person. So what's the answer then? Well, I can't tell you that. Uh, that's for you to decide for yourself. I don't even tell my one-to-one clients what to do. We talk, uh, we reflect, we look at all the sides of the issue, and they ultimately decide what's best for them. Because I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what's right for you as an individual. There is no objective answer to this question, should you weigh or should you not weigh yourself? Because we're all so different. You may have different reasons for for choosing to weigh yourself that that another person may not have. And and likewise, another person may feel like um, they can't weigh themselves because it uh, of the emotional impact that it has on them. Maybe they have maybe you've recovered from an eating disorder or some kind of borderline eating disorder in the past. And, and the scale just takes you back to that dark place. So my purpose here and, and when advising clients is really just to get you thinking, get you curious about what it is that makes you feel like you need to know that number on the scale in the first place. And also, I want you to understand just how the scale can negatively impact our relationship with food and our bodies when we allow it to dictate what uh, you know, what and how much we eat and move. And that's ultimately what happens. You know, when we get on that scale, it, it tends to drive us to re- more restriction if our goal is losing weight or if we're not happy with with the, the size of our body as far as it being bigger than we would like. It just tends to lead to that restrictive thinking and restrictive mindset. And if you've ever been wrapped up in uh, and struggled with binge eating and maybe overcome that, you probably know by now from experience that it's that restriction that really drives those binge eating and, and overeating and emotional eating episodes. And so I also want you to understand just how much it can disrupt the process of working on becoming an intuitive eater. And that's why I bring it up in the context of this podcast, which is kind of all about intuitive eating, is that it disrupts that process. And that's really why uh, I, I highly recommend that people, especially when they're starting off in intuitive eating, that they just put the scale away, throw it out. I mean, you're welcome to toss it completely. Maybe um, go put it in storage or something, get it out of sight, out of mind, and don't and don't have it there as a temptation to jump on and see what that number is. That way you can focus your attention on the things that are really going to make a significant difference in, in your relationship with food. Again, you know, going back to that, um, that those principles of intuitive eating and understanding that they, they build on each other. And it's so important that, that we, um, get rid of anything that's going to be a distraction or a disruptor in that process uh, of developing this. It's going to make that process much, uh, much easier. It's going to make it much smoother. And ultimately, I think it's going to result in a much healthier relationship with food and your body. All right. So thanks again for joining me for another episode of the Men's Intuition Podcast. If I can be of any assistance to you at all, please feel free to reach out to me at hopedrivesme.com or you can connect with me on Instagram where I'm most active. That's at intuitive.eating.men. And so I look forward to bringing you another episode here again soon. 